Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland, and our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy, because God truth will set you free. John 8.32 You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Robert Stone. This is Phil Armstrong. We are going to be having a special guest on today. Uh, her name is Christine, Christina Week. And um, she is the brave woman who went into the cathedral, uh, oh, went into the uh, Washington Cathedral and shut down uh, a, uh, or temporarily interrupt. Uh, a uh, Islamic prayer session. Now, today is the first time I've ever, uh, I don't know uh, why, but this is the first time I actually heard that it was the f- uh, one of the first, if not the first in the United States uh, to do this uh, Islamic prayer session inside of a cathedral. And, it, and it, I was reading an article about interfaith, and it seems like uh, a lot the interfaith movement wanted this thing to go on without a hitch and uh Chris went in there and um interrupted it. Uh when Chris uh a couple of years ago I asked her to help me be a host on the Prophecy Zone and she was doing it. I, I didn't sense any um of this. I really didn't. Um uh I, I you know, I listened to her program uh, when she came on to the Prophecy Zone, and you know, I learned a lot from it. But I didn't sense that this was going to come in the future. Now, what I'm looking at now is one of these days, America will uh, crack down on Christianity, um, just like every other country has. And I was thinking last night, telling my wife, uh, could this be? Could Chris be the one who initiates uh, the end-time prosecution on Christians here in the United States? Uh, we have to stay tuned and see. But anyway, I'm going to bring Chris on. Um, hopefully this is her and in, in the uh... – Chris? Hi, Phil. How are <laughs> you doing? me. You're welcome. I am welcome. doing very good. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm so glad you can come on. Um, let's just get to the point cut to the chase and let's talk about that 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 day um actually the days leading up to that day and um what possessed you to go into that 
to that uh, cathedral and interrupt. <laughs> I I would say it has to be a God thing because who drives 400 miles one way <laughs> to not even know if you're going to make a fool out of yourself or you're even <laughs> going to be able to get into the building. Darn but right. I had it. I you know I'm sitting at McDonald's. I just you know kind of just finished up a a small meal and. I'm reading the Drudge Report, and that's something I read on a regular basis. And there's an article about how there was going to be the first time ever the Islamic call of prayer in the Washington Cathedral. And they were writing it up as this is such a wonderful thing. Let's do tolerance for this. And then they stated that, you know, this was not going to be interfaith. This was going to be predominantly Muslim only. And that's when I think I just kind of blew up inside. I I, I described it as my blood began to boil. (laughs) And the scary part was I have felt my blood boil before, and I have acted on it, and the Lord has shown me incredible things when that has happened. And I called about a handful of my best friends, my go-to partners in prayer, and I said, you guys are not going to believe what I feel the Lord is leading me to do. (laughs) And not one of them said no. Not one of them said, think about this. Not one of them said, you know, no, you shouldn't do this. No. They were like, we're all going to pray. And I said, you know what, I need to make my decision in the morning. Wow, that's quick. (laughs) Well, yeah, because I only had, you know, I knew I had at least a a good six-hour drive. And, you know, and this is, you know, already coming up on Wednesday quickly because this was Tuesday night. And so I had to make a decision because I wanted to get there at least by Thursday night. So I I didn't want to do any driving on Friday to get there. I wanted to be there already on Thursday night. Uh-huh. And wow. I had very little information from the article. They kept this all quiet until the last minute. So obviously it was an intent on their end. They were not going to announce this until it was too late for anybody to pull a protest together. I mm. I, I think this was on purpose that they did this. Yeah. And, of course, we now know um, after the fact that on November 14 in 19. 19- 14, the last caliphate in Turkey was issued, and millions of Christians were slaughtered across the Ottoman Empire. Wow, perfect and timing. This was a significant date for them, and I just, you know, like I said, I felt the Lord leading me to go, but believe me, I had a lot of doubts. Yeah, look at the turnout. I mean, I, you can tell the fruit from, from the... I mean, not that you want attention. You don't seem like that type of person to want it. But the, the blessings of just being able to share and get out there and share the gospel in a time and a place that you're going to get some resistance. I'm, I, I'm really um, proud of you um, for doing that. Um, I think it's going to make a lot of Americans more bolder um, to to step out in faith and include myself and, and do things that we wouldn't normally do. And and believe it or not, that's perfect timing for it because, you know, I'm I'm sensing sleep from the church. Uh and we'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. Let's continue on and and, and, and um so now how did you end up getting in there? Well, I had the my first miracle came uh on Thursday morning on my way to Washington D C 
Now, mm-hmm. I prayed over, you know, Tuesday night. I prayed, Lord, give me a sign. I did my, my devotions that evening. Nothing came up to uh, give me an affirmation, but nothing came up that said no. I went to a um, prayer meeting on Wednesday. I usually find a church in, where I'm at. And, again, just nothing that said yes or no real firmly. So, you know, Thursday morning, one of my friends already called me with uh, a wake-up call. Hey, did you make up your mind yet? What are you going to do? And I went, you know, I still don't have anything. So I says, I am just going to, I'm just going to go. I says, the Lord says no, there'll be, you know, something that stops me, a flat tire. Uh, you know, I mean, the Lord will put a signal in, you know, no, you're not going to continue. You're going to turn around and go back. So I am driving on the interstate towards D.C., and I'm in the right-hand lane. There is a car parked up ahead on the shoulder. I think nothing of it. I approach the vehicle. The door opens, and a woman steps out. Now, I'm like, hey, don't do that. I mean, because I'm going 65 miles an hour and out of a vehicle. And she points at my car, gives me two thumbs up, and starts clapping her hands as I fly by. (laughs) And I'm thinking, that was the strangest thing. And immediately in my head was, that's your affirmation. Keep going forward. And at that point, I knew that I was going to get there. I, that was my push. And I thought nothing, that was the end of my doubt for whether or not I was going to go. I knew now I was headed there. If that woman only knew what she did for me that day, but then other people have said, that wasn't no woman, that was an angel who was telling you, go, go. <laughs> I mean, I, how else can you describe that? Who pulls on the side of the road and points at a vehicle that's driving down the road? You know, this, that called my girlfriends and I called my go-to people and I said, I've made the decision. It is a go. One of my friends said to me, she says, Christine, I'm going to pray that you are invisible and that you get in and keep that in mind because as the story unfolds, her prayer was answered in a miraculous way. I, um, I got to Washington about seven o'clock. Thursday evening, I stayed overnight in a parking garage, and at 10 a.m., I went to the cathedral. Now, I knew the call of prayer service would, the call of prayer itself would be at 1220. That was in the article. It also stated that it was special invite only, which I, of course, did not have, and that it was going to be a very select group of people, um, a, a small number of people. It wasn't going to be thousands of people being there or uh, to be there. So I went to the cathedral. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever been there. There is a large expanse of lawn. Um, There's sidewalks and a thing, you know, a thing that you drive into for parking. Um, So I walked the area up to the church. And in the front of the church, there's huge doors. This, This place is just big it's beautiful and you know it reminds you of the old churches in europe this is exactly what it looks like Mm. the main doors were all locked where the public would go in 
and there was notices stating that they would not be opened until 2 p.m. So there's a cathedral officer walking around the area, and I ask him, where are they letting people in for the service? So he tells me which door to go around to. So I knew I knew there was got to be a door to go in somewhere. Yeah. As I approach that door, I noticed there's a security pad on the side of it where you had to touch tone the entry to get in. Well, I didn't have the code. And the way that it was set up, there were two sidewalks that met at the door. I was on one, and as I approached the door, another security officer from the cathedral is on the other sidewalk. He meets me at the door, walks in front of me, punches the key code, and lets me in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay, so he turns to look at me, and I've got to say something, you know, at this point. So I kind of rehearsed in my mind the the morning um, earlier that I was going to tell them, and I told him, I am here to help with refreshments. <laughs> now, understand two things. I did plan on helping with the food. I'm assuming there would have been a lunch. So <laughs> I assumed that and I was going to offer to volunteer so that I could get in somehow and then work a little bit at the tables and then disappear and find Mm -hmm. out where I had to be. Or, in my mind, I was going to be the refreshment. (laughs) (laughs) I did not lie. You know, it's like, no. But I had to have an excuse as to why I was there. Yeah. In the meantime, he takes me now, he says, okay, and he takes me to the front security line. And they're checking the bags and they're checking IDs. And I didn't have a purse with me, so that was not a fear of mine. However, my Michigan driver's license would have been a problem because what are you doing here all the way from Michigan? (laughs) So takes me to that first security line talks to an officer, and he says, she is going to be helping with the food. He says, fine. He walks me right through security, no check, no nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Led me me into this big foyer area. Now, this is, again, extremely large area. Um, There were a number of reporters giving interviews with, you can tell there were Muslim clerics there. There was women in their Muslim dress. Um, It was a busy place. And there's a woman with a clipboard kind of in the middle. And the officer takes me to her. And he says to her, she is going to be helping with the refreshments. And she looks at me and she says, do you need Lorna? And I said, yes. (laughs) And in my mind, I'm thinking, remember Lorna, remember her name. And I thought, I will have to, you know, that's the person I need to go to contact. And she says to me, Lorna has not arrived yet. And I said, fine, I'm going to use the restroom. I will be back. So I found the restrooms, and I hid there for an hour and a half. (laughs) Now, in the bathroom, I am getting butterflies. I texted my friends, the ones that I had called, and I said, I am in. Pray hard. I remember (laughs) one of them texted back going, you're in the church? (laughs) Letters like, you got in? (laughs) And, 
you know, at this point, as I'm, I'm, I did not want to leave the stall. I did not know if security was now looking for me because they're like, where did this lady in this black coat go? I'm just like hiding there and not saying a word. I'm texting my friends so I don't have to speak. And I'm thinking, okay, when do I go up there? I really didn't even know where it was at this point. I'm thinking maybe it was in a special room because if it was a small crowd, maybe it was off to the side somewhere. I'm clueless. And (laughs) I did not want to walk in around 1220 because I probably wouldn't find a seat. I want to be able to sit down when everybody else is looking for a seat. So I didn't look out of place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Lord, when do I go? You know, what time? And 11.45 pops in my mind. Okay. So I'm watching my phone and 11.44, 11.45. I walk out of the stall and there's a woman at the bathroom sink, washing her hands. I noticed around her neck is a cord with a badge that said press. So she is with the media. And I asked her, do you know what time the service starts? And she says, yeah, just in a few minutes. Do you know where to go? And I went, no, I don't. Here's the miracle, Phil, another one. She says to me, follow me, I'll bring you to the front. Wow. <laughs> wow. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God. And I don't mean <laughs> that blasphemy. Oh, my God, really? It was a <laughs> prayer in my mind going, you got to be kidding Amen. me. Amen. But here was my next hurdle. I noticed when I was with the woman with the clipboard, in front of the sanctuary doors, there's a whole line of security. They were checking everybody again to make before you entered the area. Mm -hmm. So she walked with me um, up the stairs into the foyer. She walked right past the security. I walked right with her. They never seen me. Was I (laughs) invisible? I don't know. (laughs) I I feel like I was because they they never looked at me. (laughs) Yeah. So we continued to walk down this corridor, which is just, you know, now I'm in the sanctuary. And and Phil, it is beautiful. I mean, there's those huge pillars and and there's the windows and the architecture is just beautiful. And I've never been in the church. So this was kind of like a, uh, you know, and we were chatting about that, me and the woman. And we walk up to an area where you could see people were sitting down and um, probably about 100, 200 people sitting on chairs. And then to my right was the press area where they had all the media. And that's when I realized how big of a deal this was. Cameras were everywhere, CNN, ABC, Fox News, and I'm thinking – I am going to get arrested. <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, this this was a lot bigger than I had no idea that this was going to go on live camera or like I didn't know that. Yeah. She walks. Oh, she tells me I'm going to go over here, which you know she was going with the press area. She says, mm-hmm. "You sit over here. Find yourself a spot." 
so she leaves me at this point, and I'm scouting the area for a seat. You know, the Lord provided a seat in the front row. Praise ah. God. <laughs> and I'm, there are so many things here that could have gone wrong throughout this whole thing. I am yeah. now literally scared because yeah, now I realize so. <laughs> the Lord did make this path for me. And oh, yes. I did not at this point want to chicken out. I had to move forward now. I got this yeah. far. Yeah. I, you know, and in the back of my mind, I'm praying, Lord, don't let me let you down. I sit down, and now I can scope out the room a little bit. Now, yeah. in front of me, kind of towards my, oh, probably at like a, 11 o'clock, you would say, um, you know, the uh, setting-wise, the women were sitting on rugs. I could have stretched out my leg and hit a prayer rug. That's how mm-hmm. close I was. Yeah. And then to my right are all the press. I'm looking for the microphone because I'm figuring, this is my thought, I was going to go my way towards the microphone when someone started to speak, and I would nudge them over and, <laughs> and take the microphone. <laughs> but I couldn't do that. I had all the prayer rugs in front of me. I had no yeah. access to it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, and, but there is a fairly large stance between the women on the prayer rugs, which are separated from the men at this point, and the media. There was a stance of room, and if you watch the video, you'll see that. Mm-hmm. So I sit down, so I'm sitting down, and my heart is pounding out of my chest. I have never felt that in my entire life, how petrified I was. <laughs> so the bishop comes to the podium. He makes a statement. We will be beginning shortly. He talks a few words in Arabic, um, says thank you for coming. And there's a pause, and then I realize prayer is going to begin really soon, and I've got to make a move sooner than that because the prayer call would drown me out. That would be over the microphone, and they wouldn't be able to hear me at all. You know how that call of prayer is? It's between a chant and a song, and it's very loud. So I'm sitting there going, Lord, when? When? I don't know when. And at that moment, I looked further up into the sanctuary. Now, understand, there was nothing in that area that had to do with Christ or church at all. The Bibles were gone. The hymnals were gone. If they had them, they were gone. Everything was removed. And they had pushed a huge iron gate in front of the cross, of the crucifix, with Christ hanging on a crucifix. But you couldn't quite hide it completely. I seen that, and that was when I stood up. And then, if people haven't seen the video, I'm sure you might have um, just go yeah. to the Washington Cathedral and you will see the the video. But here, Phil, was another miracle. In the bathroom for an hour and a half, I rehearsed over and over and over again what I was going to say. The moment I popped out of my seat, I said something totally different. <laughs> I cannot explain it. Yeah. I was going to say, I serve a risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Muhammad is dead. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 
But what came out when I seen the cross was not what I intended. And this goes back, I think, to the book of Mark where Jesus said, don't practice what you want to say when you're in front of courts and magistrates. I will put the words in your mouth. And he put those words in my mouth. So I pointed to the cross. In fact, I don't even remember exactly what I said anymore. I mean, I have to look at the the review to see what I said because (laughs) it came out different. And I said, Jesus Christ died on that cross over there. So I pointed them to it. Now, at this point, I see the cameras whizzing towards me. They were all focused on the podium. And all this, I mean, you could see all the cameras like, whoosh. Who's this? What's this about? Hot news. And if you look at the imam's face at this point in the video, you could see a look of surprise on his face and that look of, who dare interrupt this? I mean, it's precious when you see the look of anger on his face. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I said, we are to worship only him. Jesus Christ alone is our Lord and Savior. Now, the Muslims are behind me as I'm turned towards the camera. So I turn around, and the Muslims are all sitting on below, you know, they're below me. And I look at them, and I say, we have built and allowed your mosques across this country. Go worship there. Get out of our churches. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you can see I'm trying to get that out. The security now at this point has me. But when I view the video, there was a man in a light brown coat who I didn't even know he was there until I watched it. He keeps coming towards me to pull my arm, to take me aside. I keep moving away from him. He comes towards me. I move away. Phil, I don't even even remember him. (laughs) It's almost like that an angel kept pushing me over so he couldn't catch me. (laughs) You know, and I got to say what I needed to say. And obviously the media heard it very clearly because they posted it, you know, pretty much all of them the same. Yeah. When when they escorted me out, um, they were very firm but not rough with me at all. I was kind of surprised by that. But I was done, too. I got my few words out, and I was done. And the police officer, in the meantime, comes running towards me. He's running down the corridor. And I held up my hands to him because, okay, here's my hands. Here's, you know, arrest me. I mean, I figured, that I, you know, now I'm going to sit in jail for who knows how long. Yeah. He takes my hand like he's my father. I mean, he just takes one of my hands and he walks me hand in hand, all the way back to that last security line, to the back of the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. He never said one word to me. Mm-hmm. He passes me on to a woman police officer who takes me to the front of those big doors that I yeah. couldn't get in earlier. Well, they were yeah. definitely going to let me out. <laughs> and, before I got the, to those doors, I remember saying, Lord, thank you for letting me do this. Yes, amen. He hands me to another officer. He takes me all the way to the road. Not one word was said to me. 
I turn to look at him when he releases me, and I says, you have a good day. And <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> say a word, and he walks back to the church. How wow. amazing was that? In fact, I'm like, what's going on? Can I go home? Can I go back to the <laughs> car? <What's... laughs> you know, a way of showing, and this is my testimony for this, Christian, we are given opportunities to stand up for being bold. It started in my life a long time ago with an issue in my family. God starts in your own little circle. And if you're obedient to that, he goes bigger, and he goes bigger, and he goes bigger. And I've seen that in my life over the past seven, eight years, that he will provide the means if he expects you to do a job and to do it well, he will provide all the weapons we need. And he did that day for me. Yes, and I'm humbled by it because I am not qualified to do this. I'm not. I was scared. Don't call me brave because I was scared. Yeah. But I knew that he provided the means to get me to where I needed. I just needed to put my trust and my faith in him to my feet. Amen. 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 And that's an awesome story from start to finish. You can't um, deny that there was something miraculous about the whole thing. As a, the whole thing was miraculous, but if you're looking at it from the outside and you're doubting it, you have to take one miracle or one strange coincidence at a time, and you build on that. And you you know that, I mean, that, that couldn't have been just done just, out of you know luck. Well, I hate to use that word no. luck, but but in um, fact, we, I I got I found a new word. It's called a God incident. <laughs> it's a God mm-hmm. incident. Yeah. You know, in in looking at some of the comments that have come through, you know, as this it starts to move around through the the news media, and there was a few people that said this was all made up. This was just impossible that this could have happened this way. And you know, it's yeah. almost surreal. Because it looks yeah. like it was made up. But, yeah, hey, yeah. I'll show you the facts. Go talk to the police officers over there. You know, yeah. you yeah, can man. watch the video. You can see yeah. it It said it in the news. It was ultra tight. It was heavy security. Oh, it, I had three, two big security lines. Actually, three if you count the keypad at the door. There was yeah. three security breaches that I went right through. Yeah. And they never even asked for my ID. Not once. Now, wow. you tell me someone's not in trouble with security over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you, how did they, I mean, I'm still stuck on the part they let you go. I mean, normally yeah. they let you stay in jail for about a week or two and let you sweat. But, uh, right. yeah. And I was wow. ready for that. I was yeah. ready for that. I thought, hey, <laughs> oh, well, I said, Lord, Coming I from- I'll have a ministry in jail. Coming from you, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. I've been through quite a bit. I've been, he, well, he has put me through quite a bit on standing up. <sighs> well, me and my wife was watching you a long time ago, and we was watching you with the signs and stuff, and we was just like, what's Chris doing today? <laughs> what's Chris doing yeah. this week? I mean, just amazing. Yeah, and I, mean, I will you gotta, continue that. Wow. Praise God. You know, Praise God. You bet. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about Bible prophecy and what uh current events relevant to Bible prophecy. We'll be back. Okay.
October 30, 1991, President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website. Highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser. Highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us. Now, be prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture. Now, from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future and the rapture of the church of the concentration camps of the enemy, your host once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to The Zone, The Prophecy Zone. Church ought to, the leadership there ought to have a flogging 
for allowing this to happen. This is just an abomination in the house of the Lord. But you know what? Really if you is. look at their history, they have been tolerant to a lot of things. They've had a lot of interfaith services. This all creeps in little by little. Yes. And it's going to, I mean, there's a lot of, I believe there's 72 churches currently that have a Chrislam service every now and again. And Chrislam mm-hmm. is the combination of Christianity plus Islam. And there's 72 of them currently across the United States. You can Google that and you will find the list. I would suggest that you um, petition them services or uh, stand up for truth. I don't like to be called a protester. I don't Mm -hmm. think I protest anything. I stand for God's principles. That's called conviction, not protest. Mm -hmm. And they want to call it what you want, well, so what? I call it standing for my beliefs according to the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing the slow movement of tolerance, of of let's just love everybody. We all worship the same God. Jesus loves everybody. God loves everybody. You know, and there's some truth to that. For God so loved the world, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But... He is angry with the wicked every day. That's in the Psalms. So we have to understand and rightly divide the word of truth. And I believe the churches are so afraid to condemn and offend that they allow the devil a foothold. And this is a danger, not only with Islam, but with gay marriage, with fornication, with uh, adultery. I mean, it's so many things. We don't excommunicate people anymore based on their behavior. Yeah. We call it leaving them in the church, and we call it restoring, re- restoration. God loves them. <laughs> but wait a minute. Look how strong Islam is in their beliefs. <laughs> you yeah. try to get a Christian service into one of their mosques once, it'll oh, never man. happen. Let's have uh, Franklin Graham give a Thanksgiving prayer at their service. Um, (laughs) No, 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 no. See, they're very firm on that because they know what it's like to allow something, a foothold. Yeah. So, you know, and and it's not just the church because we are the church with the big C. So not yeah. only is it the brick-and-mortar building allowing things like this to come in, it's the church as believers. We're allowing it into our families. We yeah. allow our children to date members of a, of a, of a wrong faith. We allow mm-hmm. our children to become gay, or I would say, I, I rephrase that, we allow children who have decided and chose to be gay to bring their partners into the home. Mm-hmm. Um. Come on here, folks. Let's make Thanksgiving a little uncomfortable for some people. When yeah. are you going to take a stand in your own home? And if you're Amen. not going to take a stand there, you are not going to take a stand at your church, and you are never going to take a stand for what's right in our nation. Yeah, definitely. So God puts it. those little things in your families first. Christian, be bold. Use the word of God as your weapon, not your own Amen. judgmental views. Use the mm-hmm. Bible's judgmental views because mm-hmm. it works. It works. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I was sipping on some coffee. Sorry about that. No, uh, that's fine. You know, at what point, I'm going to ask a Christian who is one of these lukewarm people who just say, hey, we should just all get along. At what point does your tolerance stop? 
when they're already in your home lopping your head off? I mean, is that when you stop being angry with Islam? Uh, When are you going to say, okay, this is far enough? Because the devil laughs because he's already got you in the passenger seat and he is driving. Oh, yes, for sure, for sure. Just with our uh, society as a whole, the devil is driving that with the movies and and even the commercials. <laughs> yeah. And we allow so, that in the home, too, don't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. My wife just uh, talked to me about that yesterday. And, and uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, so what what what's. What's on your um, radar as far as um, geopolitics? Do you look at that uh, as far as like Israel, Russia, United mm-hmm. States, Barack Obama? Um, definitely Barack Obama because he didn't well, slip and fell uh, and bumped his head. We can talk about all that for about five hours straight, each subject line. I will probably try to keep it on the Islamic issue as it relates yeah. to the current events. Okay. Friday, November thir- uh, Friday, November 14, the Islamic prayer was mentioned in the church. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, November 13, it was done on the floor of the House of Representatives. Really? It was an open yes. And that was the day before. Now, understand Islamic belief. When they do a call of prayer anyway, anywhere, in any building, it's considered theirs. That is a dominance type of ideology that when we do the call of prayer anywhere, we own it. Eventually, we will own it. They hmm. did it on the House of Representatives. They did it in our our Christian cathedral, which has been the icon of Washington, which has been the icon of the United States. Can you see a movement here? They do not plan to assimilate. They plan to dominate. Christian, Mm -hmm. that is a danger. Look at what ISIS is doing to Christian. That will be coming here as we start getting taken over. Go to Dearborn, Michigan and look and see how they have taken over an entire city. Yeah. Islamic words on everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on here. Come yeah. on here. This is happening. You are going to hear eventually, and maybe it already has happened, but I have not heard about this yet, but it's coming, where on Friday afternoon they will put a loudspeaker on top of their minarets and they will broadcast the call of prayer all through the neighborhood, that's coming next. Your little child's nap will be interrupted by this hollering outside your window. Wow. That is what they want. And that's why those minarets are put up in the air. Your loudspeakers go up in there. Go to Lebanon. Go to Iran. Visit, and you will hear them five times a day yelled off the minarets. That's coming here. If you want yeah, to tolerate Bang- that for a Sunday afternoon, go right ahead. When I was at Bangladesh, you know? I've had I had to hear that call of prayer, and she's right. I mean, I, I was there for ninety days and didn't miss a beat. I mean, it's there every morning. You can hear it. <laughs> you bet. That's one of the five pillars of Islam: is that call of prayer. Another thing that I was amazed at: I was in Ferguson a week or two after the shooting. 
we were there passing out tracks, and there was a march that was planned, and of course they bust in a number of people from outside areas to make the march appear very large, and it was. There was probably a couple thousand people at this march for Michael Brown. This is what was amazing. People were carrying signs. I mean, these, you could tell they were Islamic men, were carrying a sign around that said, join a mosque today. <laughs> I, I about did a double take. But mm-hmm. Islam likes to focus on the black youth because they are considered outcasts or they focus on that. That's why you see imams in prisons. They focus on the ones that are struggling. They they try to ring them in. Yeah. It's working. It's yeah. working. It's the black youth is being targeted in Ferguson as we speak. If you look at the undercurrent, you will see that there's Islam present in Ferguson. It's it's oh, yeah. there. It's almost yeah. like they want to cause the chaos. I, I, there's, that's the mindset. Yeah. So Someone what do you think? Their, yeah. Go ahead. What do you think? What do you think their ultimate goal is? Domination. That's their whole agenda. World dominance. That's yeah. what their intent is. Uh, so is the caliphate? And yes, that is. They have no intention of bringing in a Christian service over here. Over, you know, and someone made a, a kind of a, a thought came into my mind. Someone made a great comment to me about, you know what? People think we need to go to Saudi Arabia to evangelize the Muslims. We need to get the gospel there. And yes, we do. But you know what? They're over here. <laughs> yeah. We can evangelize 50 miles from where you live. There's a mosque there. They, yeah. We don't need to go to Saudi they're coming yeah. over here. Let's yeah. evangelize them over here. Mm-hmm. But they want to take that away. And they're yeah. doing it in our schools. They're demanding that Christmas be taken off the holiday list. They're demanding that Jewish holidays be removed from the school's vacations list. And they're they're making the movement of eradicating anything to do with Christianity and they do it very slowly, just like the devil intends. And we're sleeping, just like you said earlier. The church is sleeping. Yeah. At what yeah, point do we wake up and say, how do we get this far? <laughs> when yeah. they're in your town having a call of prayer at your Baptist church? Too late. Yeah, well, what I, I notice that when I'm asleep and, I, and something's going on and I have to wake up and fix it, I'm really distraught when I wake up. I mean, I'm really confused. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that when the church does wake up, if it does, it would be greatly confused first before it can fix anything. It's not going to be the one fixing it. It's going to be Jesus and God the Father exactly. fixing it through his spirit. And so. he has made warriors. We are cold. We are, we are, look at the hymn, Onward Christian Soldiers, Marching Ass to War. Christians, there's a battle out there, mm-hmm. and it's not just Islam. It's it's everything else, too. It's coming like a flood. As you're a Christian, you're attacked from this angle and that angle. And, you know, what are you going to do for the Lord? When are you going to make a stand? Well, I don't have the 
I don't have the character to take a stand on something. Well, then pray for somebody who does or encourage somebody who does because they need it. Absolutely. You know, you see a motorcycle group going to a mosque because they're, they're want to take a stand for Christ or if not take a stand for our country. Hey, make a meal for them, you know, so they all have something to eat while they're there. Do that. It's all part of God's network. Mm Mm-hmm. Amen, Just for be sure. aware. Pay attention to the news. Pay attention to the under-ripplings that are going on. Pay attention to, like, your shows. Forward your show to other people on Facebook so Amen. they can hear, hey, there is something not right here. But yeah. we put our head in the sand and thinking, well, as long as it's not in my home, I'm good. No, you're yeah. not, because your kid is getting nailed in school about the gay agenda and about Islam. They're being nailed there. Well, I work with kids, um, troubled kids. Uh, al- um, it's, a, it's a treatment center. And uh, I also work with, uh, you know, normal people. And the, some of the stuff that people say as a whole, as you take them as a whole, is uh, people are clueless. Um and we are also uh, demonized by, and I bring this up often, entertainment uh, and and books and tapes and whatever. You, it, it's amazing to me how people are duped into believing certain ways. So we we are we go we're hurting, believe it or not, even outside the church and inside the church. And it's it just it's just this is how Adolf Hitler took over. I mean, people were right. clu- clueless. Yeah, man. Well, anyway, I I want everybody to pray um, for Chris uh, as she goes through. Um, what are you gonna be doing next? So we know what the prayer. Well, for. it's kind of bit of a secret now. Um, I'm going okay. with a group to um, to do something um, because it is we don't want to broadcast it. Especially with my name out in the media now the way it is. They finally have identified me. And, you know, and so I'm keeping that quiet until the time comes. And I'm sure we will talk about that when I come come back from it. And, uh, you know, Godspeed for everybody involved. Yes, indeed. This is where, let's just pray for those who are fighting Islam on the front line, who are trying to take a stand in their church against this movement of of, um, the LGBTs. Yeah. And, you know, we got to love them. We, you know, you can fight them with love. You can't just expose the devil to them and just show them Jesus Christ that died Mm -hmm. on a cross. You know, get a couple of tracks and, and hand them to a woman that's in a burqa. You know, or in her hijab, you know, you know where they are. They come into your stores. Just be very loving and say, hey, did you know Christ died on the cross? She may just have a dream that night, and it will bother her to no end, and she'll want to pick up a Bible. This has been told over and over again. God loves these people, too. And we just need to show them the light. But we also have got to take a stand against it moving into our areas that it shouldn't be. Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Where, where is your website? Explain, like the word explain, this, T-H-I-S dot U-S. Um, it did crash a while back <laughs> because yeah. of all the interest in who I was. 
but I believe it is up and running. My book is just about sold out. Um, you, I, I will work on that later when I have time. Right now, I'm I'm focusing on doing the interviews and and just getting okay. my voice out there of Christians that yeah. be bold. It's not about okay. selling a book to me right now. My yeah. mission has evolved into something else. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and then maybe the book is no longer an issue. Maybe the Lord used that to catapult me to this point. Now I'm gonna. Yeah. Now this seems to be my new focus. So, yeah. but the e-books are available on Amazon for 99 cents for mm-hmm. Amazon. So okay. if you want to support me there, but no, my mission here is to motivate others to warrior up. Amen. Yeah, it's time. It is time. Uh, you uh, have um, motivated me, and I'm pretty sure you have motivated many people to get off our rear ends and do something, uh, and be bold about it, and take a stand. Yep. But the, the Lord There's loves us. There's a near you somewhere. Amen. You know, search for it. If there's one, you know yeah. there's one near you. You know, on Friday is their call of prayer. They move into the parking lot about between 1230 and 130, depending on the mosque, um, or Islamic centers. Sometimes they're called that. And they are made, they are required to attend that. And that's when they pull into the parking lot. You know, have a small sign and just stand with it that says, I love Jesus Christ, or Something of like, I'm thankful for salvation through Jesus Christ. Do that right after Thanksgiving this week. Do Uh that for the Lord. If he's laying that on your heart, do that. Um, Mm -hmm. As they approach you, give them a Bible tract. They'll probably rip it in front of your face. They'll probably call the police. But you know what? You still have a right on city band there. And they have to see you when they pull in. So make that a ministry. Have a few people of your church with you. If you do it by yourself, pray for God's protection. I've done it many times by myself, and I've got miracles to tell you what happened there. But yeah. all you've got to do is be obedient. If you feel the calling to do it, do it. Maybe it's your mm-hmm. abortion clinic. That's a whole other issue. You know, there's so many out there. If the Lord lays something on your heart, that means he's telling you, I got a job. I got a job. But it's yeah. whether or not you even want to apply for it. It just yeah. amazes me how we just don't want to get out of our comfort zone. Yes, amen, amen. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank uh, you, and I appreciate you the opportunity, Phil. God yes, bless you ma'am. and your ministry. Yes, Absolutely. Ma'am. Thank you very much. So I'll okay. talk to you later, have you on the show later you on. Bet. Thank you. God Bye-bye. bless everyone, and have a blessed Thanksgiving. And just remember, Christ died on that cross. We are to amen. worship only him. All right, bye-bye. Yes, bye-bye. Well, thank you for um, listening today. We're going to go ahead and go off. Um, Please join us in the future. Uh, Probably going to be doing this every Monday. At times, we're going to probably have uh, a guest on prior to that and pre-record it. But uh, we'll be on every Monday, hopefully. Well, God bless y'all, and y'all have a wonderful day. Uh, Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And pray for this ministry and pray for Chris also. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will... You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News. 
and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on the Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. God bless. Have a wonderful day.